everyone, welcome to Neighborhood Watch. I'm your host, Michael Yannis. Today, we are joined by Jared. What's up, Jared? Uh, not much. Still, I'm, I'm really building on this education. This is the third educated iteration, I feel. It's doing good. I'm glad, you, I'm glad you're in this for, you know, the self-benefit. Like, of course. I feel like, you know, I'm kind of in it, you know, for the historical. Like, I'm, I'm simply the vessel through which uh-huh. this must be done. You're one of those. Yeah, I'm doing God's work, is what I'm You're saying. You're doing, you are uh, a holy symbol. I, I mean, the way I see it, I might as well, you know, I don't know my alphabet fully. I don't know how to count all the way. And, and I think, you know, going back to the drawing board, starting from these basics, is really how I'm gonna how I'm going to get good. You know, some might call what you're doing selfish, but I, I see the value in it. I'm glad you're taking the time for self-betterment. Of course. I, I mean, those those who would critique me as selfish don't understand that everything that I take in here is what I'm giving back. You know, it's I, I'm doing this for the people. This is by popular demand. Yeah, I, I get cl- countless letters telling me that this needs to be done. I I'm 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 Gandhi. I'm uh, I'm Gandhi. Uh, this episode was episode 1,285, Jesus. Grover the Waiter at Your Service. Mm-hmm. Uh, this one uh, aired in 1979, and uh, we're still... We, we recently just discovered, uh, right before we recorded, we were, figured, I saw, we were watching the credits, uh, and, and I made note of, the, for the first time, who played uh, the role of Gordon, our favorite. It turns out this is the third Gordon. Third iteration. The torch has been passed. There were two other Gordons that we didn't even notice. <laughs> I mean, props to them, right? I, yeah, to be they able did to... <laughs> a nice casting. He he was bald this time, and that kind of threw me off. But I mean, yeah, I, you hadn't seen bald Gordon before. I I still would have assumed that it's exactly the same guy. They did a good job casting. Right, it, we're coming up on 1980. It's totally it would it would have been totally believable if someone lost their mutton chops in that transition. But no, it's a, <laughs> it's a new guy. All right, so the framing, the sort of continuing story that, you know, we're picking up on the structure of Sesame Street now. They have, like, one continuing story usually focused on the human characters. Right. Uh, this time it was the main cast, Gordon, Luis, David, and I think it was, like, her name was Buffy, I think. Yeah. They, they, they're having, like, a little exercise, little club. <laughs> they, uh, they're doing some jumping jacks in the beginning. Um <laughs> Then they they transition into the natural running in a circle. It's uh yeah, a very small, very small circle. <laughs> granted, a very small circle, and and they're all the entirety of the time that they're exercising, they're all talking about it. Yeah, <laughs> these are good. This is good jumping jacks. We're doing good. <laughs> like all four at once. It's it's very jarring. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> it's not exercising. It's if you were given if you were playing charades and you were told to to mime exercising, this is what you would do. <laughs> Um, but you know, there's, they're good. They've got good chemistry still. I love the human people for as much as I love the Muppets. Uh, so yeah, they, they get locked up there because of the building inspector apparently came up and saw that the door was unlocked. Right. So he came up and locked it. And he iterated this multiple times to nobody in particular. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he was walking out of the building at the bottom saying, well, I'm the building inspector, I lock the door, that's what should be done, we don't want hooligans coming in, because I'm the building inspector, and that's my job to lock doors. <laughs> and I was like, alright, buddy. 
Thank, thank God that Muppets have a proclivity for talking to themselves, especially <laughs> saying out loud their names and roles. I am, <laughs> I am the building expositionist. That is my job. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we go into a little animation of a typewriter who types the letter U on them, which is our first sponsor for the day. <laughs> really, I'm, I'm really glad that these letters, you know, big, big letters. You know, these aren't, these aren't your small town letters. Are, are still coming through for a show like Sesame Street, that got them big in the first place, you know? I mean, I, I yeah. still remember when W was a nobody. It was, he was attacking Kermit the Frog as a goof. And then, I mean, now look where he is. Water, wind, these are major words. <laughs> yeah, when you look at, like, you can see it now, now that we're in, like, 2015, you can see that the impact that Sesame Street had in getting these letters out into the public eye. Definitely. Um... Yeah, the, the typewriter types a U. He takes out an umbrella. That's pretty cool. Mm -hmm. um, then we have this little uh, little scene with Ernie, who's walking walking down the sort of Muppet Street. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and he's and he's pulled aside by this, this shady looking Muppet character. Trench coat, bowler hat, <laughs> full on like, hey, you want to buy something? You know? <laughs> what do you buy? Uh, he's 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 trying to sell off a family you. a family treasure. He's told us, and it's a it's a letter U. Been in his family for years. For years, uh, we we couldn't figure out what this U was made out of because it's not like an animated U. But it might have been okay. So they, the, at various points, the Muppets interacted with the U. He turned it into a V, and it was very, it was it didn't look like something that was real. You know the way it moved. Kind of, like, the bottom part moved, it seemed elastic, but then the, the top parts of it, the parts where it swooped down, did not change no matter what. And so I figured it was animated. But then, like, later on, they pulled the bottom part upwards, and it swung like a real rope. It was, <laughs> it was very weird and, and jarring. Henson's got those practical effects, man. <laughs> you can see why he was the best in the biz. Best in the biz. They called him, uh... Have no idea what that is, Henson. Uh, Ernie does not does not have any use for you. He did have a use for a V yesterday, and 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 that makes our little uh, shady character think, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and push this U on him as a V, and then he like pulls it down to like make it pointy, turns mm -hmm. it into a V. Uh, but Ernie doesn't need the V anymore because he he remembers that vegetable starts with V now. Because <laughs> that's how I remember how words are spelled. I have. Like, in my room right now, I have... What do I have right now? I have a B. Right. Um, I have an S. I have a couple Gs. I get lost on Gs a lot, so I have a couple Gs. Just various sizes and shapes throughout the room. Yeah, just in case, like, if I ever forget, like, what gopher starts with. Because I'll wake up in the middle of the night, and I'll have, like, a panic attack. Thinking about, oh, God, what does golf start with? That's. I mean, that, that's how he was pushing the U and the V on Ernie, you know? Ernie's like, well, what would I do with you? And, and I thought that that was a very good question. And the guy says, well, you know, maybe maybe you're, you're sleeping one night and you wake up and you think, God, what does the letter, what does the word up start with? And you can't sleep because of it. You look at your U, you know it's a U. And and Bertie kind of accepted that. He's like, you know what? You're right. That's definitely, yeah. <laughs> so ten cents. Ten. That's the asking price. Really expensive, I have to say, <laughs> for what was very clearly a U. 10 seconds ago. Yeah. Um, but Ernie's not in the market for a U or a V. He's, he's going to uh, 
other services because he's looking for a W. Right. And so our our little trench coat guy, he's kind of like messing with like the little the letter and like tries to turn it into a W. But you know, what are you gonna do? Uh, then we have the uh, flamingos. There's a lot of flamingos. I feel like they they get they're kind of overrepresented, in my opinion. <laughs> We've got a minority of like dodo birds. Yeah, like I get that they're cool. Like they got like the backwards like knees. They 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 kind of they drink upside down. Yes, as was clearly pointed out to us. There's a lot more like, um, talking. What do you call it? Like dubbing over, of of clips this time. Like there's yeah. a lot less of just music and stuff. Like it was either it was either a song with words or there was some narration going on above it. Yeah. Which you, I think is interesting. Usually a child's narration. Um Yeah, a kid or like a group of kids like shouting out stuff. <laughs> or or one kid kinda half drunkenly shouting out stuff. <laughs> this is flamingo <laughs> They drink upside down. Good. But yeah, no offense to flamingos. I just think there's there's more out there. Like expand your horizons a little bit. Come on. More, more to life than flamingos. Yeah. Um. After that, we go back to the rain. Uh, it starts raining on them. Uh, it really looked uncomfortable. Like I imagine that set was probably like not not like the greatest. And like you're covered with this gross like indoor water. And... Indoor water. Yeah. From an old rusty hose. <laughs> it did not look pleasant for the actors. I mean, oh, yeah. honestly, like it, it seemed like a long time that they were out there, but but that was mostly, I think, because of of how they had to like they they separated the clips with other things. So like realistically, they were only wet for like five minutes, you know. Mm hmm. But I don't know. They they didn't seem happy about it. One guy was starting to break. I I I've seen Castaway relatively recently, so I, I was drawing some parallels there. It was very like he's like, okay, well we gotta we gotta pour the dirt. Just pour the dirt. We gotta wake up Oscar. You know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I enjoyed I enjoyed it actually. Like I thought like it's it, it's a very um, I liked that it was in one place and it just kind of explored the characters a little more. Mm-hmm. Instead of like focusing on like oh here's a weird new Muppet, right? I think comparing comparing this to like some of the other um, ongoing uh, skits that would happen in episodes, I like this one. I think this is maybe maybe not the best execution, but at least like the best sort of presentation of it. Sure. Yeah. Uh, then we had Ernie and Bert. Uh, they have a note. Ernie has a note that he needs to give Bert. <laughs> Very important. Um, a little handwritten note. Yeah, but he can't remember what was written on it, so he's got to find it first. And uh, so <laughs> it's about two minutes of just throwing things around the set. <laughs> like, oh, I think I left it in my toy chest. And then toys being hurled left and right and Bert dodging like crazy and staring at him. It's good. And, and he's trying to stop Ernie the whole time. He's like, Ernie, Ernie, just stop. Just don't. You're throwing things everywhere. Like, don't you remember what it said? He's like, if I, you know, if I remember what it said, I wouldn't have to write it down. <laughs> Bert's at that perfect, like, balance of annoyed with Ernie and wants him to stop, but understands Ernie enough and, like, is willing to let him play along. Like, he's never, he's always on the brink of, like, an outburst of just grabbing Ernie and stopping him, but he never does. 
which is nice. <laughs> and good on him. Not. <laughs> uh, then we had the recycling montage of a girl with a wagon who's going around collecting old newspapers. Um, oh and yeah. There's this there's this little boy that's running around following her. Yeah, it it, it was something. Um, and I was wondering, like, is that what life was for kids back then? Like, oh, I'll be right back. I'm going to take my toy wagon. I'm going to take some papers down the recycling mill. <laughs> it was very bleak. Yeah. Because, yeah. like, all this, like, industrial imagery and, like, it's not the best-looking city, you know. And and he's going around, like, all, there's a bunch of, like, trash everywhere. He's picking it up. It's... But, and then I was concerned about the kid because, like, there's, like, some serious, like, industrial work going on. Like, there's fumes everywhere, there's big equipment, and there's this kid, there's this kid just running around, just just hanging out. Like, like no if, she, if she had walked up and, like, oh, what's this? And, like, put her hand on a thing and, like, lost her arm, you know? Yeah. That's some serious recycling. <laughs> uh, then we had the up animation. It was about five seconds of a guy climbing on the word up. Then someone asks him, what's up? He says, me. <laughs> Not important. Uh, then we get another rain segment. Um, was there anything worthwhile in this? I just wrote rain again. I mean, it's it's the same like madness of of like we're stuck up here. They they tried a bunch of different things, calling out to neighbors. They found Big Bird on the ground. They were pouring mud onto Oscar the Grouch. Right. Uh, then we had Waiter Grover, which I think was the best scene. <laughs> Waiter Grover was was some good stuff. Grover may be my favorite Muppet. <laughs> I I don't think we I've ever encountered him before. Ah, oh, he's great, as you could see. <laughs> uh, so we've got the so we've got the customer, uh, sitting at the table, and Grover is his waiter, and Grover is an excellent waiter. He goes up, "Do you want the the small burger or the big burger?" And and the guy wants the small burger because that's what Grover recommends. He's like, "You're gonna want the small burger." If I may say. <laughs> <laughs> you do. You look like a small burger man to me. <laughs> so he goes in the back and he gets out, and he brings back this tiny little like finger finger burger thing, and it's too small. Of Doesn't course it, it is. It's like a, it's it's a single slider. It's like a tiny little. Yeah. And they, and and they're talking about it for a little while. The guy orders the meat extra rare. Um, yes. And Grover's kind of pitching it to the guy like mm, rare burger. And he's like, mm, it's a little, it's a little small. So he he, he goes to send it's it back. It's not enough to feed a flea. <laughs> Grover. <laughs> so yeah, he sends it back because uh, he he wants he doesn't want because Grover's like, look, we can just get get you get you more of these, you know, Please. three, four, five, <laughs> however many you need. Just because just don't order the big burger. We've been having trouble with the big burger. <laughs> but then we get into a conflict. Because this customer, he's not having it anymore. He wants what he wants. He knows what he wants. <laughs> Who's this waiter to tell him what he wants? I'm my own man. I want the big burger. Grover, Grover obliges. And, <laughs> and then... <laughs> mid, Mid-rant. This guy is this guy's mid-rant. Like, I know what I want. I want the big burger. And this rumbling starts coming from the back room. And the, the guy's like slowly like, a big burger. The camera's like... Close up on his face, on his dumb Muppet face. <laughs> He's like, oh, big burger. And, and Grover very suddenly bursts through the wall with a burger larger than the table. 
<laughs> and there's like screaming people are dying it's great the camera's like shaking all around there's a giant hole in the wall like the door could have opened but instead it broke like it, yeah. it smashed open and and the guy's like hiding under the table and Grover's like well I'm Big Burger <laughs> yeah Gro- I think Grover's the best at that kind of thing is he always a waiter is that his deal no this was this was an original okay He's playing the part of a waiter. Got it. In my opinion. Uh, then we go on to another favorite, uh, the pinball number count for number two. Ah, uh, dude. It still goes all the way to 12, though, and that's the important part. Yes, yeah. Uh, then we have the two animals, two birds. These, these were like... These birds kind of caught us off guard a little bit because they're very... They're like looking everywhere. They're like copying each other. It, it, it was like if they were trying. Like the music was pretty serene. It was like oh, two birds, right? And you'd imagine like two birds is just like two birds sitting in a field, or they had a couple of geese, so they were like on the water. It's like you'd think it'd be like oh, two serene birds chilling and not doing anything. They were like <laughs> flinching, ducking under the water, just like if 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 you were trying to find peaceful birds, you did not find it correctly, you know. After that, we that's when they did the poor mud. Pour mud on Oscar, which doesn't work, of course, because he's Oscar the Flippin' Grouch. He likes mud. He's going to make some mud pies. Uh, so not... Was that David's idea? I don't remember, it's, which is which. It sounds like a David's idea. It's not a very good idea. <laughs> Fucking David. Fucking David. Uh, then we had the Russian nesting dolls counting scene, <laughs> which is really just the laziest of counting scenes. Of all things to count. Right, they just like who whoever, like they sent out a memo to the cast and crew. Anybody have something we can count? Russian nesting dolls. We got <laughs> anybody got like a thing of M and M's? Some. Yeah, that's gonna that's gonna wear thin pretty soon. It's really starting to the novelty of counting things that are the same. Uh, but we're here for you. We're 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 sticking through it. Then we had the oh my god, this was the worst scene maybe ever. Maybe ever. Yeah, it was the the bugs with the stamp. Oh yeah, gross. This was and the worst. And... Yeah. yeah, the 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 real problem was that they they had like the chimpmunkified voices, <laughs> you know, pitched up five octaves. And after it, the fact. Yeah, uh, like it could have been Buddy and Jim. It could have been Buddy and Jim. And it would have been great, you know. That would have been fine. Yeah. Because, like, it, it was the same thing, but clearly some writer's thinking, oh, we got to make it modern. We can't have two old dudes anymore. we got to make it, like, these crazy, crazy-ass bug giant Muppet things with, like, those weird eyeballs that, like, don't have a back to them. And the st- they, were, they were trying to get a stamp up on the wall. And the stamp yeah. was, like, <laughs> it was, like, George Washington, but he was really l- was weird. He had like a dumb smile on his face and was like, that's not George Washington. Yeah. <laughs> that's another one of those things that I would like to have framed in my room. <laughs> is that dumb picture of George Washington. What, one of many uh, Sesame Street niches. Yes. We got the that, we got the duck, and then I also want uh, what Bert and Ernie have in their, their room. Their painting of themselves. Oh, that's good. I want that too. <laughs> Uh, then we had the ugly you animation, where a guy just takes off a mask and says he's ugly. Well, no, but he, I, to be the way I was like you ugly, and I'm like, wait a minute. 
it could be interpreted as an identification on the viewer. Right. <laughs> I felt I felt it was justified for him being ugly because it wasn't like just an ugly guy, it was like a monster guy. Right. Right, right. <laughs> so they were careful. They were good about that. Uh then Luis uh starts counting in Spanish. He's one of the human characters. We're back on the roof. Right, right. And and for a show that is very much counting centric. It, I could see where some would be confused of, like, why are we moving on to Spanish? What's this about, you know? Sure, yeah, I suppose. Um, you know, maybe if the the kids haven't mastered counting yet and they're suddenly getting, like, a new set of, of numbers, is it, like, 20 numbers now? I mean, then again, time? right, we're we're on episode 1,285. I... <laughs> I should hope you would... You should at least understand the, 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 the split between English and Spanish. Understand that this is a dichotomy that you must understand. <laughs> We've been counting to 12 for over 1,000 episodes, for, for yeah. over 1,200 episodes, in yes. fact. Uh, after this was uh, Salvador Dada, um, a, a prolific painter of abstract art. <laughs> um, not a reference I was expecting. I'm, I'm, I'm sad we don't have our friend Russ here. I know <laughs> art, he seems... Art history <laughs> enthusiast. He seems like the kind of guy they would love a good Dadaism reference in, in his Muppets. But, I mean, I mean, um, who doesn't really, you know? Oh uh, yeah. So he he um, he names his painting after the number of splotches that are in them. Oh, there you go. And I was afraid. I was I was afraid at first that this was going to take, um, you know, one of the traditional like anti-modern art stances. Right. I felt like that was that that seemed like territory that that the that Sesame Street is not afraid of going to, but they didn't go for it, which was good. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You yourself are a little, I think, against modern art. I, I mean, <laughs> let me get this straight. You don't like uh, Shia LaBeouf's whole thing with with post-metamodernism. Well, that's a specific case. I think he's just like a like a a, a dumb guy. Friend. Uh, <laughs> what was it? Uh, the, the number of splotches. Right. That's what they're. <laughs> well, seemingly, like the guy who was hanging the paintings. Was was portrayed as a guy who like who knew nothing about art. He was just like, "Hey, what do you want these paintings, man?" You know. Yeah. And so he he noticed a pattern in naming them. So he he was gonna put all the different names on the walls for the different paintings. And so the one that had two splotches had was named two. And the one that had three splotches was named three. So on and so forth, all the way up to four. And and, and he goes, "I think I get it. This this last painting, this one with five splotches, is gonna be named five. And Salvador Dada does not comply to your patterns that society has imposed on him <laughs> that one was named chicken soup chicken soup and and then salvador dada and the security guard had a little slapstick like dancing <laughs> that seems to be <laughs> sesame street's maybe taken taken a little too many of those in my opinion too just, many never just enough. the equivalent of the punchline is nonsense and then the equivalent of a of a of a of a rim shot <laughs> with some puppets that do a little dance. Uh, then we had the only returning animation uh, was the mouse remembering where he put his pet scene. Right. Um, I could not stand this the first time. I could not stand it even more the second time because the freaking mouse has the most annoying voice. It's they... it's his. They're they're making good use of what they have. You know, they're they're using the voice modulation when they can. 
Oh, it's his flipping. He just has this, you know, so talking slow to kids. Like if you were to, that's what a bad actor would do when asked to talk to kids. <laughs> right, like, right. Have you seen my pet mouse? Like, oh. <laughs> it's like walking back through your mind. <laughs> it's, ugh, I can't stand it. I don't think kids like it either. I think, I think Sesame Street has made a critical error in airing this twice. I think if I had a little cousin, he would agree with me that that mouse yeah. is dumb. I like to think I speak for all kids <laughs> when I say. Um, uh, after that, uh, we had the next idea from our trapped group up on the roof. They're gonna they're gonna send out a pigeon with a note. He saw it in a movie once. Uh, that's David's big thing. He sees things in movies and he wants to try them because he thinks they'll work. <laughs> Is that a recurring thing with Dave? I've never seen Dave before. I do think David had uh, something like that before where he, okay. he brought it up. Movie guy Dave. <laughs> He's actually a film snob. That's the, that's why uh, the original Gordon left. He couldn't handle it. Yeah, you wouldn't guess, but he was constantly like berating him by like all these like deep cuts of artistic movies. And he's like really against uh, Forrest Gump for some reason. Doesn't like Tom Hanks in general. It's a big thing. Well, that's just like that's like a normal like normal. That's like the right thing. Uh, to think. I you know, I think it would be the right thing to think if it weren't such a critically acclaimed movie and everybody liked it except for one guy, who started a podcast. <laughs> we'll save that for another podcast. <laughs> all you idiots that like well, Forrest Gump. <laughs> all you normal human beings who enjoy good movies. <laughs> you just gotta stop feeling with your heart. <laughs> so, David. <laughs> pigeons. Uh, David wants to send out a pigeon with a note, but the note, the the, the pigeons they live on the roof. Their the, their coop is right next to him. So w when he sends them to go home to get help, it just walks twenty feet. Yeah, it just hops over. It's it like, doesn't even fly. It's like, you, you, what do you want me to do here? What, what am I doing? What's the plan? Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we had the salute to you. Uh, just another animation going through some words that start with you. Oh, yeah. But, okay, so this guy was <laughs> using some big old U words. Uh, we had universal, uranium. Um, uranium was a weird cut. Yeah. Because he, like, he was, like, searching for it with, like, a metal detector. Like, he'd just find it in the ground. I, I mean, like, consider, what, when, when did this come out? 1980-something? 1979. Okay. When when was the Manhattan Project? Was that? That would have been a little while earlier, okay. given <laughs> given the conclusion given. of a certain world war. Got it. I, I mean, <laughs> maybe they're trying to make it commonplace, like, oh, you know, uranium. It's like, uh, what what sure. five year old? Like, yeah, of course. I mean, what else are we gonna power the reactors with? Uh, then we had the. Oh, this one was good. This was the the vet the vet song the pet hey, pet song pet doctor. Yeah, it was a good it was a good little tune. You know, every once in a while they have like a little um it's not just fill in the blanks with what's going on on screen song. Right. It's an actual like groovy little tune. Yeah. And 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 the the doctor was like nice, personable to the kids who were brought, bringing in their dog. Like asking them questions that a doctor would ask like the normal owners <laughs> that I think is more than likely necessary information to diagnosing the dog. But they're kids, so it's like, is 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 she eating well? Yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, yeah. These kids are like six, maybe. So I mean, at least they weren't throwing everything back in her face. 
Maybe that's, that's true. Maybe that's why Gordon left. He couldn't deal with the with the child actors. <laughs> couldn't stand the kids. When he when he when he was signing up for for Sesame Street casting, he thought he was this was going to be a real mature production. Puppets only. You know, you don't have to. Yeah, Gordon yeah. was not a good elementary school teacher in his short mm-hmm. career. As that. <laughs> uh, then we had the U guitar. Uh, a guy is uh, has a letter U, and he's like. Oh, it's useful for a lot of things, like use, and uh, but I like to play it like a guitar. And then, and, then <laughs> and he followed that statement with, I would say, twenty seconds of of playing, which does not seem like a lot in hindsight. But at the time, it's like, and it, and it just kind of kept going. It's like, oh, uh, you, you uh, <laughs> it was just nonsense. Moving on. <laughs> Yep. Play it like a guitar. Um, is there anything else? Uh, oh, the theater without words. That was bad. <laughs> that was pretty bad. That was that. That's another one of those. Sorry, we got we got a couple minutes to fill. Yeah, we've got this this modern amateur mime on on set. Let's let them. Cheryl do their work. Cheryl does uh, miming on the weekends. She she does those one one woman shows, right? She'd be down to perform. <laughs> she took a class. Let's let her. She at the YMCA. <laughs> so she acts out like a farmer and a seed, which is really confusing because like she's two characters and one of them is a seed, and one of them is most definitely just a seed. <laughs> Seeds, uh, contrary to popular belief, not a lot of character. <laughs> not a lot. Uh, where one one would think, you know, when you're picking your roles for the play, like, oh, dude, you know, I gotta have my lead guy on seed. No, you don't. No, you do not. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the the casting auditions for the theater production of Jack and the Beanstalk, if you get the part of the Beanstalk, then you should not be happy about that. <laughs> I, hey, look, I get to curl up on the ground and then, like, stand up and put my arms up. So you, you, don't, you don't understand this Beanstalk. I've got, There's big, a lot of... I've got bigger places to grow, too. Nice. Uh, then we had the... Uh, a bunch of things that are smaller and bigger than each other. <laughs> Including, but not limited to, uh, a person, a smaller person, a smaller than that person, bugs smaller than him, uh, flamingos that like lift up one leg and use it as a crank to extend their other leg. Yep. <laughs> some guys on stilts. Some, some guys monsters. on stilts. <laughs> yeah, no, it was, um, it, it was, oh, an elephant and then a mouse. It, it kind of turned into a pissing contest of like, I'm bigger, I'm bigger, I'm bigger, you're smaller, you know? Uh, then we had the kid drumline, just out in the field. Uh, yeah, full full marching band uniform, full everything, batons. Batons, cymbals. Uh, I think there was... They, someone was playing the drums. They seemed a little young. Um, <laughs> they, they, they probably were not... Uh, they probably did not have impeccable technique. <laughs> Uh, you know, speak for yourself, Michael. They were, that was, they could have been a drum corps. Um, <laughs> basic, hashtag, uh, basically Blue Devils, BBD. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, it, I don't really remember what, what the point was. Like, they made a square at the end. They made a square, but then they all said something and I missed it and I was like, all right, oh. I guess, all right, you know. I, I think, I think more professional drum corps should incorporate about ninety percent mini symbols as instruments. <laughs> just, just hit them one at a time. Just, just as, just this pace. Just 
Yeah. Just keep going. Don't no. Just don't do that. Stop what you're doing. Walk in time. I mean, I mean, there there must have been a decent amount of effort gone through to to do all that. You know, to to, yeah. to get all the uniforms and get all the kids like ready and 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 knowing what they're doing. And and for all that effort, it it was a thirty second goof. I don't know. It, it didn't seem like it was worth the effort. In the end. Most things don't on Sesame Street, to be honest. <laughs> the the payout in the end was not too high. <laughs> that's what that's why that's what makes Sesame Street Sesame Street. They got an hour they fill an hour with a bunch of different stuff. With and some nothing. Things... They, <laughs> they fill an hour with nonsense. <laughs> Reiterate. I that. like the nonsense. <laughs> the nonsense uh, is what is what keeps me going. Yeah. Uh, Big Bird uh, is nearby the the scene with the roof and the rain. Oh yeah. Um, and they actually get Big Bird's attention by just yelling at him, which is a little frustrating because I was I was really not looking forward to the answer to the solution just being yelling at people. Yeah. I wanted some sort of random creative thing. I mean they 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 fooled you though. Like they had Big Bird start to come up, and, and he was like, "Hey, yeah, it's cool." But he's yeah. like, "Oh, they're having a party." I wasn't invited. I don't want to crash their party. And he left, yeah. and he just walked away. And I was like, oh, okay, so they're gonna keep going. But then later on, as it turns out, Big Bird did come back and like, hey, I do want a party. Yeah, that, that was frustrating. A little. Oh, please complain about the story direction of Sesame Street. Well, like if you you've got your big you've got your big scripted sequence, and your not only is your resolution that Big Bird changes his mind, but the solution comes after they give up. Like that's what are you teaching? Like <laughs> what are you the teaching? minute that they sit down and say, "Oh, we'll just wait for someone to come save us." Boom, the door opens. There's a giant yellow bird to save the day. That's garbage. A little bit, but at the same time, the purpose of Sesame Street is not to construct a masterful narrative. That's no excuse. That's <laughs> no. <laughs> if I don't see a hero's journey and the Odyssey. Every episode. <laughs> I'm just saying, you're not. Give it a little, like, come on and try you know, something. You know, you know, we an hour to fill every episode. Breaking Bad. <sighs> yeah, for real. Come on. Let's get some higher. Look, here's here's how. Kill Sesame... a Muppet. Kill a Muppet. Kill a Muppet. Here's how Sesame Street could do better. Hire Vince Gilligan. <laughs> it's been a thousand episodes. Not one Muppet has died. <laughs> That's just lazy storytelling. These, these kids are not ready for loss. They, look, they've already gone through three Gordons, and they have no clue. You know what it's going to be like to explain that to them? You know this Gordon? Not the original Gordon. <laughs> that probably that was probably an issue for a while. Like, Gordon would they, they would say action, and Gordon would be like, Hey, kids, gather around. And, and they'd be like, That's not Gordon. And they'd have to cut. And they're like, <laughs> No, look, it's, it's fake. I'm an actor. I'm trying to make a living wage. Gordon, Gordon's name wasn't even Gordon. His name was like Robert or some shit. I don't know. Just, just go with yeah. it, kid. All right. Uh, then we had the barbershop trio. Uh, they were good. Oh, yeah. Nice. No, it was cool. It was like a basic explanation of like musical harmony. Like that's yeah. that's awesome. Of like, I sing the high parts. I sing the mid parts. I sing the low parts. When we put them all together, it's a song. You know, that was cool. Yeah. Um, they didn't sound... I don't think they sounded great, to be no, honest. No, I couldn't really tell what they were... It was not... Yeah. I, I mean, like, the biggest problem is, like, it wasn't balanced, I guess. 
Yeah. It, it didn't sound like an actual barbershop quartet. It was just like three guys saying something that kind of sounded like the same thing. Yeah. But but good attempt. Sure. I wanted to like it a lot. I, I really, yeah. I really did want to like have some beautiful barbershop quartet, four-part harmony, something or other. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, because that seems like right up Sesame Street's alley. Yeah. They're, they're usually pretty musical. Yeah. Then you had... Um, Oh, this was good. This was really good. Bus. Bus. <laughs> it right, started right. out with the lowest possible tone they could have produced on like a synthesized instrument <laughs> of of like this really ominous like and it slowly got higher and higher. It, if you, you can take it from here, I don't know how to go on. <laughs> it was a super like there was like this like circle on the screen with with like colors. And then it, like, splits and, like, divides again. And there's, like, half circles and, like, quarter circles and, like, flipping around and all this stuff. And then they, they form this abstract, like, like little pattern. And then I got to give credit to you. You call it out before it appears on screen. You suss out what the pattern is. Bus. You say, bus! <laughs> like that, and they, exactly. And then bus appears and you got it. Because it kind of looked like a... It kind of looked like the word bus. Yeah, not like a bus. <laughs> yeah, not like a bus. That would be um. impressive. Uh, then we go on to some hot garbage. Uh, time to plant the beans. <laughs> some hot garbage. This was awful. <laughs> it's very, very optimistic about it. this. Was, oh God! I, I mean, it wasn't good. It was kind of like they were trying to resurrect the magic of the first episode with the cows. Yeah, but, that was not magical either. <laughs> but they and planned it's tw- it, and it was like it's episode one thousand twelve hundred eighty-five, and they're still doing. Sing about the stuff on the screen. Here's a bunch of beans. Look at all the beans. Beans are green. Eating all the beans. Ugh. And then like, and they they always like try to tie it back to like, ever wonder where beans in the store come from? They showed like a little yeah. kid digging his fucking hands into the giant thing of beans. I hate being so hard on Sesame Street. It hurts me. Hey man, look, I I, I get it. But how is it going to get better? If we... Yeah, we got to hold them to a higher standard. <laughs> if we don't, because we know what they're capable of. <laughs> If we, if we don't critique what they did 40 years ago. <laughs> Who's going to keep these people honest? <laughs> Public broadcasting service? More like people um, boo stupid. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Tell them. Us on, us on bus. Uh, some kids on a bus. Little animation. Hey, yeah. Whatever. Uh, then we had Hat. This was... <laughs> this was an assault on the senses. Oh god! So it, it used freeze frame black and white photos of a little girl of various emotions. Um, it felt like I've only ever seen six minutes of an episode of American Horror Story. It felt <laughs> like American Horror Story. It was very uncanny and like she jumped around a lot and it was like a oh god. It was very if you were to jump into someone's hyperactive imagination, that's a little that's a little off, that's a little disturbed. This is what it's like. <laughs> this is, is was this uh, PBS's insight to schizophrenia? Is that what they were going for? Because <laughs> I would buy it. <laughs> I would not buy a hat. I would not. I, would... I no longer want to buy a hat. She was trying on different types of hats. She would like jump around a lot, and then suddenly she'd be wearing a hat, and she'd be like, "Hat!" And she'd yeah, do it again. Like, hat. Like, <laughs> bunch of different like very like disturbing inflections on the like hat it was, <laughs> it was frightening uh yeah i definitely feared for my life a little bit with that segment 
thought I'd yeah. never see my mom again. It's okay. I'm still here. That's a valid interpretation. Uh, after that, we had the conclusion of the Rain Saga, as I'm going to call it. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they, they start to... Luis starts to sing a song, and everyone, like, groups in, because they've given up hope. Oh, it's yeah. Very... Yeah, it was very bleak. <laughs> it was like, it's over. We need to... We're done. Yeah, they had... Because it was like a... You know, it was a happy song, It was, but it was, you know, they've given up. And they've kind of lost it at this point. Well, uh... but but sure enough, Big Bird's there to save the day. <laughs> charges on through the door. Here now. For a moment, they they lock Big Bird up on the roof. <laughs> oh yeah, I remember that. That was good <laughs> because it was like, well, I mean, I guess I kind of saw it coming. I was like, okay, they're gonna he's he's gonna be on the roof, still talking, and they're all gone. But yeah. and and I thought that they were gonna end the episode like want want you know. But but they went back up and like oh, okay we got him we're good. Yeah, it was such a weird like like back this is probably forth. gonna ha- happen yeah. <laughs> and, and then and then like after that they were sitting in like a cafe drinking like warm something, and and Big Bird was like man you guys really would have been stuck up there huh? <laughs> okay maybe it was really yeah. <laughs> maybe Big Bird gets a little more respect from now on you know. <laughs> maybe uh, people stop walking into my nest without being invited huh? <laughs> Not just an open door policy, huh? Maybe we start bringing Big Bird to parties. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Poor Big Bird. Then Poor we have two little dolls. Dumb old Big Bird. Oh, yeah. <laughs> two dolls on two girls in a little doll house. <laughs> That's a good song. I liked it. It was good until the cat overlord showed up. That was awesome. That was fucking great. No, okay. So they, they, it was, it was these two little girls playing with two little dolls, and it was a song yeah. about that. And they, you know, put two little plates in front of them, and then they each got a little, two little teacups, and then, they, then they were two little sleepy heads, and they were put into two little beds. And then there was just like a cat in the background, and then there were like two cats, and like cats fucking leaped through the window of the dollhouse. <laughs> fucking cats. <laughs> it was like cats take over, cats obey. It was like, oh my god. Just knocking everything over. <laughs> just destroying shit. Uh, V in space. Oh, God. It was... Oh, my God. Okay, so... There was no explanation. Just just straight up, a V... Like, the letter V zooming through the stars, and, like, V. 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 Not any words that, like, start with V. V. Not any, like... V. (laughs) And it was like, alright. And then it showed V landing on a planet. it It didn't even land on Venus. Oh shit! What the fuck? This is, you know what? As as the people who hold Sesame Street to a standard, we, this is our failing. You know, you're we, right. We could have stopped this. You're right. But I I feel ashamed. I um I'd like to make a public apology to all the audience. <laughs> but yeah, no, it it was, and then they just kind of moved on, and that's kind of how Sesame Street has been thus far. Of like weird skit that's kind of like off off the wall, and then. On to something else, and it moved on to the guy who stands on the U, I think. I don't quite remember. We had the apple pie. Apple first. pie. Leathery shoe apple pie. Yeah, God, that apple pie. Okay, so Bert and Ernie... Uh, sorry, Ernie and Bert. Uh, they... <laughs> Ernie's got Ernie's got two slices of apple pie that look just like brown slop. A shoe. It, it, a shoe. It might as well have been a leather shoe. It... <laughs> I can't even imagine how you get apple pie to look that bad. Like it didn't even it didn't look fake, but it didn't look real either. 
or good or edible or good or like apple pie in any sense of the word. I it want... didn't look acceptable. This was unacceptable apple pie. I wanted it to be like where I thought the skit was going to go was like Ernie was like, hey, you want some apple pie? And Bert's like, why would I eat that apple pie? And then Ernie, and then he explains to Ernie the aesthetic of food. No, it was <laughs> it was it was. Ernie offered him a slice, and there's two slices, and one is pretty clearly bigger than the other. Actually, one was not clearly bigger than the other. It was such a weird angle, I couldn't quite tell which was... That was another issue. It was because, like, the focus of the scene is that one's big and one's small. It didn't even look, like, that big a deal. And so Ernie Ernie offers him a piece of pie, and so Bert says yes, and Ernie considers his options and takes the bigger piece. And and Ernie, and Bert, in a huff, Ernie, that's not polite. And, and Ernie is, is being pretty objective. Like, I, I don't see what the problem is. This is my pie. I gave you the small slice. What's wrong, you know? Yeah. And so so Bert puts forth, well, if I had two slices of pie, I would give you the bigger one, and I would have the small one. And Ernie says, well, you do have the small one, Bert. <laughs> and then that's when they cut to the one and on up and up. Yep. <laughs> A fucking apple pie. I'd like, I'd, disgusting. I'd like to think that Jim Henderson offered someone a piece of pie recently, and they, they were like, well, I want the big piece. And he's like, well, what's the problem? You would have the small piece anyway. And and he was, like, making a point. He was, like, teaching <laughs> it to the kids so that all the kids in the United States agree with him. I like to think, what if it's the other way? What if it's, like, Jim Henson was, like, the Steve Jobs type, and, like, he didn't even, like, pick up? Like, he was he was Ernie. And like one of the writers is like trying to subtly like, <laughs> nudge, nudge him like, "Hey, dude, like, not cool, bro." Give me the fucking pie. <laughs> Good. But Jim's like, no, I like, I why would I give you this the well, big one? Like, uh, I, if I, I, I get I like choice, pie. and it's my pie, I get the big piece. Jim Henson's just a giant child. <laughs> yeah, that's why he makes these shows. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm sorry. Utmost respect for Jim Henson. We're not bashing him in any way. Um, we've watched some of his other work. <laughs> we did. Maybe we should we should bring that up. <laughs> the, what was it? What was it called? The Room. Uh, the Room. The Cube. Something like cube. that. Cube. Something. Yeah, I remember the yeah. word Cube. So, it, it was like an ex- experimental film. It's on YouTube. You should definitely directed. watch it. Check it out. No, you shouldn't though. <laughs> no, it's great. It's really no. not bad in any sense of the word. No, it's like if I were to make a parody of an experimental film, this is what I would make. <laughs> it's meaningless, self-reflective garbage. Yeah, well, it's also with... 2015, Michael. That was 1969. Look. It was not that long ago. <laughs> it would look. In terms of. It was it was 1806 when he made that movie. <laughs> <laughs> Which is really impressive because they had they did not technology. have film tech, yeah. It was really historic moment for all of history. Anyway, um, anyway, don't watch the don't watch the cube. Maybe check, watch like five minutes of it. Check like, out the kind cube. Of scrub through it. Ten out of ten movie of the century. Okay. Uh, then we had the violin scene, animation thing. Really run out of things to say about these little ten second animations because they're just nothing. They're just nothing. Like I, mm, we we discussed this mid episode whether child psychology was a thing at the time. How much of Sesame Street is is down to a T and, and like scientifically figured out and like this is what's good for kids. This is what helps them learn. And how much of it is fuck it, put a violin in, you know? Because it could be either one. It could be that like scientists have like figured out that okay, at this point we need. 
tw- 21 seconds of no talking music animation watercolored <laughs> this and, is what engages that's... a young child's mind and it and it could totally be like what do we have on hand watercolors okay do it you know or it could just be we we have this little gap right here that we need to put something in space space to can fill. someone someone make some more nothing <laughs> we we have not had enough nothing this episode we're running out of nothing Whatever, I'm not gonna make fun of. It. I need to. I need to dial back the making fun of Sesame Street because it's a child. It's a children. Is that so. is that not what this podcast was? <laughs> no, you're right. Fuck Sesame Street. <laughs> Jesus, Michael. Oh, is there something should I like in the middle? Um, <laughs> sure. I look. Could, okay. what, what happened next? Uh, that was the end. Oh. Then we had the the hot chocolate scene, and then we're done. So sponsors, UV and two. Classic. For those of you keeping track at home. Two really blown up this year. Lots of twos going around. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, 2015, you're the two. You're, you're, you're Luigi. You're the big butt. <laughs> you're the two. You're the butt. That was 2014. You're the butt's over. What, what, oh, shit. What's, you're the butt was the Chinese calendar one, right? That was the... Yes, yeah. Uh, I believe this year is... Uh, ironically, it's the year of the donkey. Oh, it's funny how those get like their own separate. You'd think, yeah, they would combine think they would have, yeah, but no, it's they they it's very separate. They don't, it's it's like a different language. Like they didn't, have, right? They don't know. Yeah, that would, that would that wouldn't make sense. So yeah, any closing thoughts? Um, I'm surprised. I, I'm beginning to question how they did it for this long. You know? <laughs> yeah. Very impressive. We're, this is episode eight, and we're tired. They're on episode 1285 and they're tired. Well, they're not. They're keeping going. What the hell am I saying? <laughs> Are they really still going? Is that... Oh, hell yeah. God. Don't stop for anything. Don't... Sesame Street is going to outlive me. Never give up. Yeah, so that's going to do it for Neighborhood Watch. I hope you've enjoyed this exhaustive, complete... <laughs> exhaustive. Exhausting. Fo- <laughs> <laughs> um, we won't stop. Nothing will stop. We had a we had a little blip last week. We couldn't get an episode in, but don't don't take that for us. As word of the great Miley Cyrus, we can't stop. We won't stop. Thanks for listening, everyone. Twerk. Uh, Gung Hey Fat Choy. Gung Hey. You're the bud. Right. <laughs> <Just> dumb. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs>